Three, two, one. We are recording. Go away. All right, guys. So we're back for another episode of Couple Cast. We are here with our my my most. I you're actually my favorite. Miss Bikini Burpee. I told you that before. You were all shy about it. Ashley K, welcome to our podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I've been watching your podcast. So it's a, it's kind of cool to be part of it. Do you remember when I told you you were my favorite? I do remember. But, you know, I thought, you know, you're just saying these things. It's just some fluff. But you said it on your podcast, and now I believe it. That was great. You told us ever. Well, you know what? Uh, your, your first year was my last. Mm. 2013. And I remember you kind of set the standard on physiques. And we're going to talk a little bit about physiques. You kind of migrated to a different, I mean, a lot of different things. Posing is different. And we were just talking, like, when I walked in and we were talking about, you know, your bodybuilder. What What do you feel like when people do? People say, are you consider you a bodybuilder? You, don't you think anyone that goes in the gym and works on their physique is a bodybuilder? I suppose if you could look at it like that. And I will say, to be fair, before bikini became very popular, like, people would be like, oh, you're a bodybuilder. And, like, think it like I'm flexing on stage like you. And I'm like, you see, I'm, like, not that kind of. But you were in the gym trying to build your body. Yes. But we were just talking about goat status, and that's kind of how we got into the crossover. So I walked in, and Matt said the goat's in the house, but he wasn't referring to me. Well, because how many wins now? Forty-three IFBB Pro win. So, like, like I was saying, there's there's an argument for people to say I can. Someone can point at someone and say they're a goat, and there has to be some type of resume attached, whether it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, or whether it's Ronnie, or whether it's Phil, or even Iris Kyle. People forget she has ten. They forget Adela Garcia has eight. Dorian Yates has six. Dexter, as well, has the most, I think it's 29, open wins. But you have over 40, and you want to get how many? My goal is to reach 50 for wins by the end of 2024. So I love that because she's like, well, my goal is by the end of. She didn't say the end of. No. No. That's big. That's seven seven wins in a calendar year. There's people that don't have seven in their whole career. Seven times next year. I won six this year, and it was kind of a light year for me. Um, not with wins necessarily, but I only competed nine times. But I usually compete more, so I'm going to have to really be active on the competition scene next year. So I'm going to have a very busy year. So we'll see if I can do it. I'll give it my best. So that means you're going to hurt a lot of feelings this year. So. Are you going to become an enemy? I hope so. I love that. <laughs> She's a serial winner. Yes, <laughs> No, but I mean, look, if, if somebody doesn't like it, then they should go beat you. That's the way I think of it. Um, a lot of people have a lot to say about that, and they feel as if I'm taking Olympia spot. And I just sit back in my chair with my evil laugh, saying, too bad. Oh, well. I know, but you're they're rather arrogant about it, because, I mean, you've you've fell short on a couple of shows in 20, right? Uh, I Yeah, I didn't win three shows. The Olympia would be one. Like, Olympia, like, Arnold, and the Pittsburgh Pro. <laughs> which I know for me, like when I was, I, there was a stint where I was winning everything. Yeah. And I remember I lost to Dexter, the GNC show of strength. And that was like the 2000 year where, I 2003, I won everything, right? Except the Olympia. And then I was like, oh, I can beat all the rest of these guys. And then it's like the person you beat prior, now all of a sudden they come forward and beat you. It's, it's very... um. 
I feel like the bikini competition is like a lot closer than bodybuilding in a sense, right? Because I feel like the criteria constantly, depending on who's on stage, it's judged different. Do you feel that way sometimes? Yeah, you know, with bikini, there's more gray area, I would say. Um, I would assume it's harder to judge than like bodybuilding because it's like the biggest, leanest, most symmetrical guy typically wins, right? Um, unless there's some weird factor going on. But um, for bikini, you know, there's that gray area. Like how lean is too lean? How soft is too soft? How muscular is too muscular? And who are you standing next to? Because like if I'm standing next to a, a really muscular girl and maybe there's like five muscular girls in the, in the top call out, I'm going to look super small. So then it's like, who are you standing next to? But um, it's very interesting too with the bikini division because girls can carry body fat differently and some girls look better softer i mean we've seen some competitors they look better softer some look better leaner some do better when they are softer and that's like their look um so there's more variations of conditioning levels i would feel like or bikini um and levels of muscularity and that chain if that's changed all the way because i feel like i feel like in 13 and 14 like you set the standard for like the tie-ins, like building up, like, cause listen, I started an era where the, no one trained their glutes, right? And then all of a sudden, you know, it becomes like kind of a, that's a day. I don't know how many daily you train like your glutes or hamstrings several times a week or? Um, twice. Okay. So, I mean, people's routines kind of change, but you kind of set that standard. And I feel like, you know, that's kind of got like a little bit uh, overdone and now they've kind of pulled it back. So comparing 2013 versus 2023, 10 years, and you're crazy, right? We talked about this earlier. Do you feel like they've had to change the look from when you won the first year? So I would say not necessarily they had to change the look. It just evolved as a sport. So 2009 was the first bikini Olympiad, right? So that means... That's still in 2013, it's still somewhat new, you know. So, not only did the bikini division ball, the other divisions evolved as well. Women's physique, figure, you name them. But I'm very aware the fact that I, in my look in 2013, 14 and 15 for that matter, the years I won the Olympia, honestly, that physique probably wouldn't even turn pro now. I, I doubt it would. It would be too small and too soft so the shoulder wasn't halved as much the poses i was just going to ask what's the difference if you took the 13 physique and the 23 physique what is the main differences between the two like what is your weight much different i would say probably not as much difference as weight but whenever you put on more muscle and get leaner yeah. the weight ends up being similar so i'm sure it was similar to 2013 i would say maybe i was 2013, I was kind of scrawny. So maybe 14 and 15, I probably was around the same weight, just like 122, 123. Um, but my body composition was much different. I'm a little leaner, and uh, my muscles are more developed now. But sure. Yes. Which physique do you prefer? Now, I suppose. But uh, that's because I'm living in it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't know if you liked your look. Because, you know, even Jay can say he preferred his look in younger days because like bodybuilding is one of these things where we didn't you say like oh there's been a lot of different now is it the standards a little different i don't think the standards different 
Well, no, I th the difference was throughout your career, you had to get much bigger than you wanted to because you were chasing some but of those. Don't feel like people have to chase but they still do. Yeah. But you preferred probably the the one look to the of course eleven look. But Ronnie no. Coleman wasn't Ronnie Coleman, yeah. and yeah. I mean the, there was no standard pushed to that yeah. level. So now go ahead. Take us back. Take us back to high school. Yeah, you were a track. I remember hearing a lot of stories about your track days, and you were blonde. Yeah, he said <laughs> blonde. But uh, yeah, high school. I was track athlete. I also did gymnastics, um, not in high school, but like as a as a middle schooler, I would say. But up until then, I up from uh, middle school and uh, beyond till college, I ran track and ran hurdles. And uh, I'm glad I did because it really taught me how to be tough. It showed me what hard work was. And every time I'm not enjoying my workout because it's difficult, I'm like, well, at least I'm not doing 40 meter repeats on the track till I grow up. So you didn't like that? Did you not? Because I didn't like, like I played football, but I didn't, that wasn't my passion. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I love track. I was obsessed with it up until college. And I think the reason being is because I was no longer on my own time. I had to be at practice at this time and do this and do this, whereas high school is more like relaxed, I would say. So, yeah, I kind of lost interest in track at the college level. But uh, at, in college, I hated it. And what were you studying at the time? Uh, I switched my, my major a few times from family development and then um, nutrition. So, but... I'm really glad I did track, even though I hated it at the college level, because it really How successful were you uh, in college and on, on track? I was better in high school and hated in track because I had a passion for it. I so, Paige, so you did it just to go through school. Did you have success? Like, how far along did you get? I honestly, I did three years of college, and then I'm like, forget this. We started bars ending for a year, and then I started... Um, training for bikini, and then I know. But what did what gave you incentive? I mean, when's the t tell me your first? Like, did you pick up a book, or did you see social on social media? I guess was that like a pair of them. What was the first encounter you had with? Wow, I like this look. I can do this. Who was the first person? So I on Facebook, I still kept in touch with my high school track coach, and she did figure at a local gym. And I was seeing these posts on Facebook, and I was like, this looks kind of cool. I want to see what's this, what is this all about? So upon my research, I was like, oh, there's a bikini division to you. So I got really interested in that, and I checked out the gym and seeing what the training was like and decided to go for it. And the Arnold Classic is um, obviously in Ohio. I was, I'm from Akron, Ohio, so it's kind of a big deal for us Ohioans because there's not much else going on. So... You know, having that, like, as a known thing in Ohio, and I would go to the expo, you know, when I wasn't interested in the the sport, right? Even just to just to go to the expo and check it out was a thing I always did. Um, what year was the first year you went? Do you remember? Gosh, I probably don't. It was in high school. So you walked the expo but didn't attend the shows. Right. Well, the shows kind of took place at expo, so I was aware of the shows that went on, but I didn't go there to watch it necessarily, if that makes sense. So I was very, like, aware of the, the sport, even more so after checking out the gym and like, okay, this all makes sense. So I wanted to give it a try, and I fell in love with it. What gym was that? It was called Summer's Fitness in Canton, Ohio. And what was your first show? 
Wow, so you skipped, the, you didn't have to do any local, you just went right right to the In big guns. Oh, this is a good story. So I, um... <laughs> <laughs> well, that, there's not much that story. Yeah. <laughs> Story's over. <laughs> well, what's coming after, after that? <laughs> that needs to be a, the Ashley Kay's greatest story. I lost. <laughs> Okay, let you let me finish. So I didn't suggest I got like eleventh place in my entire class, and man, looking back, I was just a mess. Like I did the you didn't I it's almost like what was I thinking? I looked back and I was like, what was I thinking? Like I used my hair white. I wore this. Off I need pictures of this. Good. Oh, the rack a super target. It was white. Um, my posing and foot. I got my tan from like salon, not even like competition tan. But anyway, I was in this. So what did I do? I went after that. I studied the sport. I'm like, well, at least my physique looked good, but I'm pretty sure everything else I just looked bad. So I went drawing board. I kind of researched and became a master of my craft. And I would watch the Arnold every single night, every play, the same thing. And see, like, what does the winner have that I don't? What can I do to be more like her? You remember who the winner was at that point, or okay? And then, um, because she's a she was a pro too, also, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, after this whole year of learning the sport and fine tuning those things that I messed up on, I ended up winning the whole thing a year later, two thousand twelve. So you you went from getting smoked to winning. Yeah. So you had to learn about the bedazzled suits, <laughs> like it's custom. Yeah. How much does a suit cost, by the way? Oh gosh, they can run six six to eight hundred dollars. Okay. So you actually had a custom suit made with a cut with the cut. Yes. Is there a special Ashley K cut that led me suits or? No. In fact, the suits back then are even different. They were more. Um, they're very streamlined. They're streamlined. They're like thongs now. Well. That Oh, I just don't say it. No. I mean, it shows more, right? Yeah, to death. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's kind of cool that, like, it just goes to show you, like, don't, because if I would have given up after placing 11th, I'm sure a lot of people do, unfortunately, when the things don't go their way and they don't do as well, they're like, oh, forget. There's no way that you just kind of became a master. Someone had to have an eye on you in that year from when you got smoked? I was with my local coach then um, from before I did my first show till after. Okay. So that is definitely a factor, but I am I really was diligent of like researching it because I feel like the first show I did, I just kind of went in without like, oh, I'm so like research this and get a tan from this place. I just... I don't know what I was thinking. But tell me about your training. Like, what do you feel like? I, I'm a bodybuilder. Uh-huh. Okay, so I train, I group body parts on a daily schedule, and I train five total days in a week. Not necessarily five days in a row, so like I might train two on, one off. For a competitor in your division, like, do you feel like you're on the same kind of program or like you've trained the same all the time? I wouldn't say I train the same all the time, but... Throughout the years, I've gotten stronger, and I can do more weights, more reps, all that good stuff. I mean, of course, the workouts themselves will vary, um, but the style of training 
it didn't really change that much. The the biggest style training came from track training to bikini training. That was like a big shock to me. I'm like, whoa, wait, what is this? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So repetitions, like you do re- like eight repetitions, 12 repetitions, 15, 20. Typically like 10 to 15, depending on the day. And you stay on a specific diet. It sounds like, I mean, within striking distance all year round. Yeah, I, I, I don't go off. Off the how much weight do you have to lose for a competition today? Oh, if I were going to compete, I remember asking her this a while ago, and she was like, "Yeah, I'm always within two weeks of doing a show." Well, I don't know about two weeks now, but like why? we're a month now. Why two weeks? Why? Why is it limited? You well, No, she said right now, but normally you know, you I right now because you just had Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up, and or is it just you're not training as hard? Well. For now, I, was, I like to keep myself within a month. Like if I, but the reason is like, well, why wouldn't I? What what purpose would bulking do for me? I hate that word. I know, especially like for bikini. Like this is a lifestyle to it, and we don't we don't we really should be <clears throat> bulking. Yeah, I look. You'll hear some of these girls like, you know, I got to have a big off season to put a bunch of muscle in. Like you're 115 pounds. Like you have to add two pounds. Or they'll say, I'm going into off-season. I'm going to start my prep in four weeks. Like, that's not off-season. Off-season is like take time off to make the, the progress you need to. So you talked about the challenge of going from track to weight training. Yes. What do you feel is the biggest challenge for bikini? Is it learning the posing? I mean, you guys, I know you guys have switched up some of the posing, right? Yeah. Um, is it gathering the conditioning? Or is it now... trying to go to the gym and really are you trying to maintain because I don't think you listen you've been taught in the world you kind of had almost like a second coming of your career right you've been top three the last couple years right like what do you feel like every time okay I need to work on x when I go to the gym what's 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 the difference between you because I know the top three it was like splitting hairs this year I mean I watched Tyler's whole thing on these are the top what is the what's like what is it like what do you have to do what like when you go to the gym you're like i need to do this to win the Olympics. right so if there's ever like feedback that i need to work on something in particular i will spend more time on that and more energy on that specific body part for years they were saying it was my upper body like my shoulders and stuff so man i really i really pushed it uh, when that was my feedback. So luckily now it's not my feedback so much anymore. So I must have been doing something right. But basically we're dedicated days and eliminating uh, like maybe some unnecessary days that I don't need to give as much attention to and just spend more time on that body part than I do. What is your most genetically gifted body part you think? Abs. Abs. I don't think. So a lot of, a lot of core exercises. But if I asked you, like, do you squat? Do you do one arm dumbbell rows. Like, do you do all that stuff or do you stick mostly to machine work? Oh, no, I do all that. I do that and machine work. So, um, yeah. Switches up all the time. Switches up. And you're training mostly in a private studio here in Vegas. Yes. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so I train um, at the Contest website here in Vegas and that's our team headquarters. So that's convenient. And uh, I have a trainer, her name is Sam Catlin. And she um, makes sure I'm doing all the right things in person. No slacking. So she goes to the gym every, like, when you're there, she's working out. Yeah. That's also our workplace, too. That's where we do our athlete check-ins and everything like that. So it's a multi-purpose uh, gym. But, uh, yeah, she makes sure that I'm 
doing everything correctly because I will say throughout my years of gymnastics and trap there's one thing I'm not good at burning up myself I've been spoiled where someone's always telling me what to do watching what I do making sure I do it correctly so now I'm like I, I always you train by your you train by yourself sometimes though around the corner from your house do you push yourself hard then or no? I do push myself probably harder when I'm getting trained by someone, um, to be honest. Have you been there yet? Contact preps? No, no, you know. Listen, it's if you want to train legs and glutes, there's no better place. <laughs> I say I couldn't go train like No, you know you can train, but he has a lot of equipment for legs and glutes. But yeah, you can train your whole body. Tell me about your transition. So you went from Ohio to Los Angeles. Yeah. You were doing a ton of media. And then we were happy to have you migrate to Las Vegas. Yeah. And what, like, tell me, like, the L.A. move, was it necessary for your career? Did it help your career? And then you ended up in Vegas. I know the Olympia's been in, you know, back and forth between Florida, but you talked about this prep center. And I want to also talk, ask about your roster of athletes, too. But tell me, like, the shell shock of moving from Ohio to Los Angeles. Because you were, like, in Hollywood. Yeah. I, I remember seeing you doing... Like somersaults on a stalker slept <laughs> on the stars, you know. I lived in a very touristy area, but um, yeah. So my move to Los Angeles was not really anything to do with my career, believe it or not. I just lived in Ohio my whole life. It got a little boring, you know. That's in Ohio, so you know. I think it's natural that when we're in a, a space our whole life, a lot of us just want to be like the opposite of what we're used to. So what's opposite of Ohio? Los Angeles. So I lived there for about four years in a very touristy area. I lived on the Star Walk, so it was like, it was exciting, you know, but it did get a little boring after a while and a little exhausting, but especially after COVID, I was like, things are not going good here. So then I was like, I need to go. I need to go. So then I moved to Vegas, bought a house and So when you, when you were, when you, you kind of stepped away for a while. What was the reason you stepped away? Like you, you won three Olympias and then you kind of just floated off into the sunset. One year. <laughs> so, um, the reason being is, okay, so I won my three Olympias and you know, there is one downside of winning such a big show like the Olympia and it's the burden of expectation, the added pressure, right? So I always say like, you know, if you go into an Olympia as like an unknown, it's kind of nice because there's no expectation or pressure. You're just there to do your thing, have fun, right? And that was me in 2013. I was an dog. No one knew who I was. But um, 14 and 15, it gets to you, the burden of expectation, right? And then uh, in 2016, I kind of like lost a little bit of motivation there for a year. And I didn't do as well as the Olympia. I got fourth, which isn't bad, but after getting fourth, It's not winning. It's not winning. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, okay, you know, I guess I'm happy with this, but it's like the burden of expectation gets to you, and then it's like, oh, man, that's disappointing. I feel like I let people down. I know it's silly to think, but that's how I thought in the time. I feel like I let people down. I feel like, who am I? Like, I, I'm disappointed. You know what I mean? It is, I shouldn't be that way. But anyway, that kind of prompted my, like, you know what, let me just take a little bit of time away from stage and kind of just chill out a little bit, be a, quote, normal person. And um, I took the year off, and I regret it because I, it didn't make me happier. But I did learn a lesson, and it's like, 
why why am I letting other people determine like my happiness, like guiding me and and you know why don't you be a normal person kind of thing? But the the burden of expectation it it gets you, and I shouldn't have let it. Did you still train during that time, just like you always did? Did like aerial acrobatics, believe me not, for like a year just for funsies. But it's definitely not what I would consider training. And I ate whatever I wanted. So were you, you weren't planning on leaving the industry? Like when you stopped, did you plan on never competing again? Or did you know you were going to come back? I didn't know when. A lot of people assumed I retired, but I didn't. No, I just wanted a little break. Yeah, because you were only, what, 27, 28? That's pretty early to retire. Yeah. <laughs> Some people do, though. We don't know your real age, right? Well, I get that. I do. She told us. Well, like, um, you know, you're in that iconic status. How do you feel, like, when people say, like, that he just said you're the GOAT, but, I mean, outside of this, like, girls come to you, and you're inspirational for so many people. You just talked about bird. And you placed third, like the last couple, right? Last three. So, so for you, like you just said, well, fourth's not that good. But the problem is, is a big gap between fourth and first, right? Yeah. That's, I think, where the upsetting part is you're used to winning and then you fall back. You know, for my last one in 2013, I've been still. Look who's here. Uh, you can take those. Um, okay, so. You know, when you fall back, that's almost like, shoot, that's kind of a failure, but it's still very respectable, right? So, like, I mean, you're still top in the world. Do you feel it's a burden when you have that much influence on people? Because, you know, now you're sponsored, you're known. I mean, like I said, your your mark is not even, you said it's not close to being done, but you hold the record. I mean, there's a lot of things to you that people look at for admiration or respect or motivation does that burden you no which that doesn't because you know i like i had a after that year off it just kind of put things into perspective and i don't think like it's a burden now to have more eyes on me necessarily because you know something i did find out like i always say the sea olympia right it's so it's unlike any show i guess the closest one would be to arnold but even then it's always like the final exam, right? And the way I kind of like to to say it is like, you can do well all year, but if you fail your final exam, you fail the class, right? And I think of the Olympia as the final exam. So even if I did well throughout the year and I don't do well at the Olympia, then it's a bad year. Um, but, you know, even if I didn't do well at the Arnold, it's kind of like, my journey should kind of speak for itself anyway. I think like every everything now is like icing on the cake in a sense. So I think like as long as you, uh, you know, let people know that like, you know, this is, I'm having the time I like, this is, this is, um, this, I feel like this is what I'm to need to do good. But, you know, I think people uh, respect that and they will follow you whether you get first or, or ninth or whatever the case may be. And at the end of the day, they're still going to be your fans and they'll still respect you and you'll still inspire them, you know? So so does your placing at the Olympia determine if the year was well? Because you could bring a physique exactly how you wanted to and if it's exactly how you wanted, but the judges didn't reward it, does that mean that that year's not successful? Or is how you look 
to yourself and your coach, is that more the, the success level? I would say there's probably least truth to both of those things. Like at the end of the day, you really shouldn't place so much like of that weight on the placement itself because it can go. It's an opinion. Like both that day, but you know, I think as long as you know and you gave it your best, you know, yeah. yeah, that sounds cheesy if you're the truth, uh, and you did everything you could to bring your best package, should be satisfied with that. So that's something, of course, I had to like learn over time. Um, but yeah, so it, it sounds cheesy, but in a sport like this, it's like you can't. There's a lot of things you can't control. You cannot control who shows up, how they show up, how it's done. You can only control it yourself. So. If you bring what you think is your best and you know you gave it your all and you can't do anything else, then you should. But so I, I, I could never judge Bikini because I think you can take whoever wins at the Olympia and 10th place and you can make an argument to swap them and you probably wouldn't be wrong. There's probably an argument because it's that close. And I don't see good. Just like you. So let's say, hey, you know what, we talked about them before. So... You had a major surgery not super long ago, and you have another one coming up. So explain how this even came about. How did you find out you had this issue? What was the surgery, and what, what else do you have going forward with that? Right. So in 2020, like you mentioned, I had the surgery. So the surgery was Sherbismuth eye surgery because I had Sherbismuth esotopia. It was a lot worse, though. So I had to get it in both eyes in 2020. Now it's just one eye um, year in, in a few weeks. But... Uh, basically, how did it come about? The weirdest thing is like, I noticed that it was like at first hard to focus on things. Right? I was like, well, that's weird. Like, hard to focus. Maybe I'm tired. It's funny because they even went to the eye doctor and they were like, oh, I think you're just overthinking it. You're th like, if you try too hard to focus on something, you won't be able to focus on something. I'm like, yes, it makes sense. But then I'm like, yeah, this is worse. Like, I don't, I'm not crazy. Maybe I should get a second opinion, you know? And, um, they would they told me okay well let me see doing all these tests and, and all these different little things in my eye and they're like well i think you got um you got strabismus here so and what is it exactly so basically this eye curves in a little bit and i can't really control it it used to be both eyes but uh it causes double vision 24 7 so anything like beyond you is like double so that makes things really hard in daily life right just to look at somebody 2020 so thank god for that but yeah it just kind of got worse over the years for that and it became like hard to focus on something too everything's double vision so i i see double and yeah it makes things challenging especially so what did they what did they do in the surgery like what did they exactly do do you the they put me under and they like cut my muscles in my eye and like stapled them correct so they're like more aligned do you wear glasses though right now I do, yeah. I have like a negative. Does that help or? Well, I have bad vision anyway, and I get a five point five, so we're in contacts right now. But the glasses I do have to fix this is like comical. So the glasses I used to drive and stuff. I think we need a picture of you in them. Oh gosh, they are so. So you never wear them outside of driving then? No, not really. I mean, I wear them around the house and stuff, but they're legit, like even heavy on my nose. Like these, so uh, that my nose bridges like. Like taking taking that weight, <laughs> so that's going to set you out of this year's um, next year's Arnold Classic. I mean, which is I know that was a disappointment for a lot of fans out there. 
you made that announcement, was that tough for you to make that decision? Because it's like go back to your stomping grounds, win another title. It is so tough. It is really tough. And you know what is the toughest part is that like I could possibly still be able to do it. Because I mean, I don't know how long it's going to take me to recover. There's a lot of factors that go into that. Like how many muscles do they need to cut my eye? Um, you know, and I think it's a little bit of a different surgery technique as, as before. So I don't know how long it's going to take to recover. When can I get back into the weight room? When can I like even use like my eye properly, you know? So it's possible that I can even be ready in March, but you kind of have to already submit your contract beforehand. It was already like, you can't just show up and go. Yeah. So like, there's no way for me to like, know right now because i don't have a crystal ball to tell you if i'd be recovered but that kind of sucks too knowing that like man i could have signed up but how was i to know i don't know it's so that means from april on she's on a mission because you got seven wins this year you're gonna get okay. i i gonna hit the the circuit hard this year well they seem to be doing more and more bikini shows that i mean opportunity uh talk about your overseas experience like cultures is there a favorite culture you like to compete against oh gosh well i was just in japan and that was epic it was such an event they do it so big over there have you competed no i actually went on a trip though there and did some guest closings there so obviously besides the long flight right the culture is really different um there are a lot of earthquakes oh gosh it seems like every day it would seem like there was an earthquake you know <laughs> but what did you like about it and how i mean you're not at home eating your trifecta food so like how just getting a guy at to where you travel to these things she sneaks it with huh? You're not supposed to, yeah. <laughs> International bikini star gets thrown in jail for sneaking chicken in. You gotta do what you gotta do, though, right? It's, it's part of the rest. But I think the the biggest difference is like their appreciation for like the sport. Yeah. Um, not that they don't appreciate on the year. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like maybe since the shows are more sparse. Uh in Asia that it's more of like a big deal when a show does come there. So they're like, I, I, the, the production of the show itself was incredible. I don't know if you saw yeah, yeah. intro. I felt like it was in a video view or something. Yeah. Look, the stage there looked like almost like bigger than like the Olympia. Girls in the U.S. were competing there. Just if you, not many Americans go overseas this that I want to change that I want to be that girl um but yeah I, I will say they treated me like us as yeah, go tell those guys man yeah. um that they'll have to come back yeah. or then just so they treated you really well yeah and I I honestly think like I know it's silly to say I felt like I won the Olympia when I won that show because it made they made it such a big deal so it was like oh my god prize here prize there and I'd be here and I'd be there I was just like Everyone wants to take a picture with me. I'm like, so Kevin. That was your first time competing there? No, I've competed there before. I've also competed in Korea as well. Australia. Australia, India, Finland. UK. How was there with you? Okay. Um, Russia. I've uh, been a lot of places. A lot of places. What's your favorite, though? Uh, do you see? Japan. Really? Wow. In Japan, now. They won me over. Trying to think. There's, I mean, let's see. Did you do seminars while you were there too, or did you just go and compete? I just went to compete this time. Talk about your business a little bit now. So you do the business of fitness. Um, you have a lot of sponsors, which we can show the sponsor that we want. But like you have 
a team now, right? You coach? Yes. So I work under Team Lake Feet, yes. And you have all amateurs or do you have pros also? I do have a master's pro, but I do not take on too many clients because I like to say until I retire, you want to go I am my dumb Well, yeah. When I do, usually when I get a, a pro, because I have turned a few girls pro, I will hand them off to Adam because I'm like, yeah, that's weird. I know the end of the girl. I'm going to make you look your best. I'm going to make you look your best. Um, I'm going to smoke too. So I, 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 do, I, do, I did keep one master competitor to know what competing against her. So she's like, um, she's awesome. But uh, yeah, I, I don't take too many clients right now because I want my main thing to be competing because I'm a bit of a... I'm thinking of right now. So we went over to the Masters Olympia and I saw her shortly after. I'm like, why didn't you do the Masters? Why didn't you get that? And she was like so appalled to like, Oh, do you think I am? I'm like, oh shit, that's right. You've been competing forever, but you're still really young. I get like, yeah, I I think a lot of people think I'm a little man because of that. They could be like, oh, 40, they're twins. You must be at least 43. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I got more wings in my age. So, who has been your inspiration, would you say? Is there anyone or are you kind of self motivated? I, I People ask me, and I've started training because of Sylvester Stallone and John Claude Van Damme and mm-hmm. obviously Arnold, you know? But, like, has anyone inspired you to, like, hey, I want to be better or, like, that? You know, team. honestly, there's, I mean, just the whole, like, sport as a whole is motivating. Like, seeing individuals is motivating their, their you know, being successful. But I would say most of my motivation comes from myself. But also, like, I know it sounds cheesy, but the gratitude, too, like, brings you a long way because, like, Anytime I feel like, oh man, the stock sounds like Tuesday, I want to cry. I'm like, damn, I love a good line. Like, I could be bored in Ohio right now. What do you get? What time do you get up in the morning usually? 3 30. Yeah, I can grill with Chris. Oh, thank you. What time do you go to bed, though? Eat or Okay, so. You live the, you listen, you, you might not be a master, but you live the old lady life. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's, you know, especially. Is there a reason for this? Is there a reason for this early rising? I don't know. I'm naturally a morning person. It's weird because I'll wake up and in the morning I'll have just an abundance of energy, more energy than I have any time throughout the day. Like, like I wake up and I feel like I have pre workout already and I haven't. And I'll be like, okay. I know you're, you're always so like nice and inviting. And I always wonder how someone like you has a switch when you go to the gym, like, I'm to train angry. I always see this about Regan Grimes because, like, if I controlled Regan, I'd lock him in. He'd be Mr. Olympia within a couple of years because if I locked him in a room. Seems like I see him smiling, pressing four or 400 pounds on the bench press. <laughs> Do you have a switch when you go in the gym and it's like, is it like a different you? It like stage, the same thing. I mean, you guys have to look pleasant, right? But do you feel like you get backstage and you're like, I'm on a mission, right? Oh, backstage, I'm, I'm a different person. I think a lot of girls would probably think I'm... Yeah. That, that, that's that. To myself. I'm like, every girl... Well, you're focused. Yeah, I'm super focused. I'm the one in the corner just, like, pumping up and stuff. But I think, like, because it's so... Are you nervous, though, or...? I mean, a little bit nervous. I was nervous. I'm not even... I mean, a lot of them be nervous. It's good to be nervous. I always say, if you're not nervous, it's... You probably don't care enough. If you're nervous, it means, like, okay, this event... Like, I, I care about it, you know? So you see to kind of control the nerves. As long as you can do that, you're fine. So be nervous. I mean, I've done it a million times. I mean, almost more than anyone. I mean, I was just going to say. Yeah. 
So you've won 43. How many times you got second? I will say on the NPC site, which now, like, you can see all the shows, they weren't adding in all the shows back in the day. Like, I could go back and try to look for my Russia show or my India show, these, like, obscure shows, and they're nowhere to be found. Was that the India show and some people rushed the stage? There was one of the bikini shows where the fans, like, pushed the thing over. Yeah. Who's your fiercest competitor? Um, that's a good question. I, like, if you say, man, it seems to all, I'm always battling. I mean, actually, last three years, so you've been battling, like, Maureen and Jen, right? Or, yeah, I guess that's it. Like, they're, this, they're, they're in the mix. I mean, I, I, I never know. Nobody, nobody else has been going this whole time you were. So there's, it's like a new generation. I never count anyone out though. That's the thing. Even at um, like a local show, I'm not like, oh man, I got this. No, I'm I'm like, man, I, I've never seen that girl graffiti. Man, she looks good. Or this girl, oh my gosh. So it's never like, I don't know. I, I always see everyone as competition. Like I never count anyone out ever. Can I put you on the spot and I say, okay, you're gonna go for fifty. <laughs> what like what do you want your legacy to be? Like, are you gonna stay in this thing active forever? Do you think or? And I'm very much a person that's like, I don't want to like overthink the future. I'm just living in the moment and I'm enjoying every second. I don't really have a set plan of how or when to stop or what. You're not close though, right? No, I feel great. I feel great. But I think I'll know when I want to slow down. Like right now, I'm like, get me on stage. <laughs> Listen, she's got to win a Masters Olympia. That means she has to go for at least five more years at least can you hit 100 wins i don't think the Olympia is still like your ultimate to to win it back, right? I mean, we're seeing now, like I was the first one to cut after losing, and I like I did it consecutive years, but like we've seen Brandon win it back. Brandon Hendrickson did. Uh, who else have won it back? Nothing in the open. Yeah, Jen Dory, John, Brandon, and Jen. Like, is that the ultimate goal right now? Like, if you if I asked you twenty four, you're going to compete. Obviously, be successful at health, right? Health is the most important thing, but. Are you Of course, I would love to win the Olympia, but I will say it's not everything. So I, because then it would, if I, if I put all my weight, it would be the Olympia. Exactly. And, you know, I think a lot of people would say, oh, well, you need to like take a huge off season to do that, et cetera, et cetera. Like, you know, I, I, I don't think that's the answer. A lot of people think it is, but I think. If it's my time to win again, I will. I would love to, though. And I will say this. Um, look, like I said, the past three years, I got third. And never said, I was like, wow, I got lucky. What a coincidence. And then and then the second time, I'm like, whoa, that happened again? I got third again. That means you're this close. And then I got third this year. And I'm like, holy crap. Like, it's a pattern now. So, like, I feel like I'm in the mix. So... I've been in the mix for a while. So I'm, I'm right there. You easily could have won them. Feedback, though, Ash, what is the feedback that you got why you were third this year? 
Uh, from all the judges, the main thing was I was a little bit too conditioned. And I agree. If I look at the top call out for a second, they were a bit softer than me. And for bikini, you gonna, you know, you little. Does they tell you you need to be a little softer from other contests, though? Because, like, the, the, what I don't understand this is me on the outside, okay, as a, as a fan. You competed more than any girl that was on that stage that year, right? And you came in every show. Probably, maybe it was different, maybe it was similar, but like based on the last couple contests, did they say, hey, you need to be a bit softer? Do you need to be conditioned here? Like, how, how was the feedback? Do you, I mean, you go to Pittsburgh, right? It's time out to shoot the, the what is it called? Bat, what is it called? Battle Corps? Road to the Olympia. Road to the Olympia, right? What's the feedback do you get? So, no. I, I shot the road to a little bit yeah, like a month out, so maybe it wasn't the best time to do that. Um, you know, but I, I will say the so they, they didn't really have feedback for me at that point, so so far out. But um throughout the year, you know, the feedback I've gotten was actually I've been assumptions and I said to be a little bit tucker in my gluten mm-hmm. hair string. So I think, you know, going back to what I said earlier, it's who are you standing next to? Right. So perhaps that I was standing next to some girls that were extra lean, they saw me and you're like, okay, you won, but you know, I would tighten up your hamstrings a little more, you know? So it's not necessarily bad feedback, but it's, you know, it's the scenery that you're with that, but yes, like you said, it's, it's individual each contest. So it's hard to say I'm going to land it, but most people would say you're competing too much to peak at one contest at the end of the season. You call this the Super Bowl. This is like the, this is your final exam. Yeah. Do you feel like competing all year hinders? It, it definitely sounds it's not like it hinders your motivation. I would be like, man, I'm tired of this diet. I'm tired of traveling. I'm tired of doing this. Do you feel that that hinders or helps you? I think it helps me. I think it helps me. Um, there's no notion of practice like stage practice first and foremost. But uh, although I do appear to be sane in, in a lot of these shows, there's little things I'm testing out every time. Like, okay, let me um, come in with like a bread suit, a green suit, curly hair, straight hair, pose routine, do this kind of posing adjustment, things like that. Try this during peak week. Um, you know, so I'm always testing, but it keeps me fresh too. And I actually... In fact, quite the opposite of what you just said. I, I think I probably should have competed like a few weeks before the Olympia because I might have had a better sneak peek, right? And see like, okay, maybe. What was the gap? Yeah. What was the gap? What was the last show you did prior to the Olympia? Um, Vancouver Pro, which was July. You just shut it down. That was five months. That's a long time for you. Well, it was December, first week of December, yeah. No, no, no. I thought you said July. He, but the Olympia was November and October. I thought it was December. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I was thinking last year. No, I was thinking a lot, the year before it was the first week of December. I don't know. Four months. Four months. That's still a long time for you, though. Okay, well, you got to see the green suit back. The original green suit. Oh, the green suit. Oh, word. That was your trademark a long time. That was. I mean, I did I did wear green. I actually wore red at the last show, but green is my main color. I like green. So we're going to see green this year a lot? I mean, green too. I will wear green and red. Do you have any idea of certain shows that you have eyeballed this year? Yeah. 
I know there's one show that you told me you've told me several times that you still haven't won the title oh, in the United States. New York Pro. Yep. She's never won the New York Post. Steve Weinberger's birthday today. So, oh yeah. <laughs> so you're going to do a show this year? But I want to, like I said, I want to look at this list first because yeah. I want to go overseas to compete. I want to have fun with it. So I want to do the Wicks Buster. Well, I know that. Well, let's see. I know, I know they got shows in France, Italy, Singapore. Vietnam. New York Pro, if you did Pittsburgh last year, wasn't it like right around the same time? Two weeks apart. You probably did another show in another region because there were probably other contests. I took a mini. Okay. I re- no, I remember you telling me that. You you said you were going to do both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so I went ahead into my parents of Kyle and been to them for a week anyway, so it yeah. all worked out. Wow. So she's going to have to do the a superstar where you come from or? So yeah, she's just trying you to. You go be- to, like, the gyms in Akron and, like, you're pretty dumb. They need to have you painted on the wall. Are you going home for Christmas or? No, I'm staying here. Okay. But uh, I don't think five buildings as prominent in Akron, Illinois. Probably Columbus is like they're more aware of it. But so we. Oh, go ahead. Organize every once in a while if I'm in the right setting. But. So we have a podcast here, but you've been on a podcast for like a long time, and you have like so. Talk to us about the develop because Adams talked to me a little bit about it. I think in the beginning it was just audio. How many episodes have you guys done? You know, probably like over 150. We've been going since 2018 every week, with the exception of like maybe like Christmas and and Olympia. So talk about the progression because you you said it because I went by there and Adam showed me the content prep prep center and I'm like he's like this is our new podcast here I'm like man ours looks kind of shitty compared to this. They have like an official studio studio. So talk about the progression. Yeah. So it started off on just like a laptop with some really fuzzy quality. And, and um, it progressed like for, um, so since 2018, we went from a laptop and then, oh, we got mics and oh, we got a backdrop now. Oh, we got a nice room for it. Oh, now we have like a bigger room for it and then lights. And so it's definitely come a long way, but it was the quality back then was, but yeah, it's, What's your coverage mostly on? Uh, well, yeah, so it's called the Bikini and the Brand. So we basically just do a lot of bikini talk. We're talking about reservations and just industry stuff in general sometimes and health stuff and fitness stuff in general, but mostly like bikini outfits. Can you have an, do you have an eye for someone that's like, you have the perfect bikini body or do you feel, because you just told me like, and you started out in 2011, it was kind of a, it was a mess, right? Yeah. Who would have thought you would be Olympia champ within a couple of years, right? Do you feel like you, because I, I, I kind of have an, I have an eye for someone like I see structure like shoulders versus waist ratio and like muscle tone and that kind of stuff. Do you feel like you can pick this girl's going to be it? I think I'm going to eye for it, yes. If they're in the right shape already, because if they're, how do I say it? Like if they're too um, fluffy at the moment, it's hard to see where the fat distribution is. Like, okay, this person, uh, it's more fat here and there, you know what I mean? So, like, for the most part, I would say, yeah, I have an eye for it. If our listeners or our viewers wanted to say, what what does it take to be a bikini competitor? How how much weight do you feel you should fluctuate between the time you don't do a competition and you do? Like, what's the the range? I, I say 10 to 12% of your body fat, and okay. that, that's... So you're going to go by body fat, not body weight, right? Okay. It's distributed different, right? Well, body weight. I, well, okay, sorry. 
percent of your body weight you shouldn't go up. So I'm not saying percentage, like all body fat. Yeah, sorry, I okay really messed that up. Um, but yeah, because it wouldn't make sense to say ten pounds if like I'm five foot five and another girl's six foot, right? So um, I say try. I try to say eight pounds or less. But I think a lot of girls really exceed that, and it's a bit unnecessary. Everybody exceeds it, right? Let us be honest. Like, Everyone. What do you feel is the biggest obstacle for like your clientele? Like, what are the questions that arise? Is it not knowing what to eat or not knowing how to train? I would say most people struggle with the diet more than training. It seems like people love to train for the most part, but diet is not is not fun for them. So, like cheat meals versus uh, like red meats, like the bikini. Is everyone different on what they can eat? I mean, yeah. Some people have like little allergies or um, meat eating preferences. I'm here's the thing: if you want to uh, stick with the diet for a long period of time, you gotta like it. Like I don't eat seafood. I won't go near seafood. I've never prepped with fish. Gross. You know, nothing. I I had to do it though. So if you eat red meat, yeah, you eat eggs for breakfast. Muscle egg, yes. I don't. I'm a very picky eater, so I don't like savory eggs. I like sweet eggs. So you drink your egg with eggs? I make them in the okay dessert pancakes. She doesn't have cheat meals. A cheat meal is like an apple. No, no. I'm actually. I think one of the, the my my advantages is why I'm kind of good at dieting because I love my food. I don't really. How many meals a day do you eat? Like five or six. So you gotta p- pack your meals everywhere you go with you, preferably. Well, I don't. Yeah, but I'm not as strict as you might think. Like I don't time my meals. I don't really believe my food. But you don't miss, do you? I, if I'm not hungry, I won't eat. Even on a contest prep? If I'm, like, well, let me backtrack. If I'm, like, a week out from a show and I'm, like, too shredded, too lean, I will eat when I don't want to. But I do think that, like, eating when you're not really hungry kind of creates bad habits, in my opinion. And to balance your ab definition, you said that's most genetic. Yeah. Do you feel like you have to sacrifice in order so that doesn't get, because you're not, like, bikini competitors are supposed to have, like, crazy abs, right? Is that hard for you to balance, like, that is that like the first body part that comes out when you get leaner yeah i mean yeah i would say so it's not really tough i just don't try apps you know that's easy but not not to train them at all it's pretty easy so um yeah i i'm not really i there's some people out there that are like um like hungry for muscle i would say or they're obsessed with lifting where it's like you tell them not to train a body part like no i can't i got you i got you I'm not like that. If you told me, like, okay, don't train this white bar, I'd be like, cool. And what if people want to come to Vegas and train with you? So do you offer that? I do not, personally. We have other coaches in a facility that do that better. I bet you we can convince her to train you one day. Oh, I don't know. I would like to train with her. I just don't think I want to do glutes. No, 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 no. No, you have to. You you need to do a YouTube video with you doing Ashley's glute such. No, and just no. If she, are you really train your glutes a lot. Like, it's it's an it. it I mean, I seen your wrist and I trained yeah. wellness. It's a way different. You know, she goes crazy. I mean, I was a squat. Squatted crazy. Yeah. Do you do you ever ever squatted or squat? But I don't train like you. Yeah, like I'm more um, I'm more focused on the feeling and going slow and intentional. Um, you know, I, obviously it's still challenging myself, but it's not like I'm, you know, doing like five reps or my, and then my max. Or, so time under tension, mu- muscle, mind and muscle connection. 
that something that takes a long time to learn? And yeah, you still gotta be called it. Yeah. But you were saying before, like you didn't think, like a bodybuilder who trains harder, bodybuilder or bikini competitor. I know bodybuilder. Yeah, I was I was gonna say like you're one of the uh, you're, you're one of the few people that went on record and talked about people complaining about the prize money in different divisions. What makes you like step forward and say it? Because I'm sure a lot of the girls you compete with aren't happy you're saying that. But what makes you say like, hey, didn't she do a post on it? She spoke about it a couple times. Like, like you believe that the prize money, the way it is, is the way it is for a reason. Like what made you give you the confidence to say that? Because the girls you're competing with are probably like, F you, why are you saying that? Yeah. So that's the unpopular opinion. And then, like you said, the girls are not going to like you for this, but probably like, oh, wait, that's okay. Um, but you know, we all like to think we work the hardest and to be fair, hard work is relative. What I think is easy could be really difficult for someone and vice versa. But I will say I have yet to see a bodybuilder who was never an athlete, just a random person go from a random person to, um, Olympia level in two years back. Could technically happen in bikini because the level of muscularity isn't as extreme. Um, but you guys put yourself through a lot more with your body than us. And the you know, bikini is a lifestyle division. That's why I can stay close to my stage weight all year and feel great and be able to compete 14 times in a year, you know, for bodybuilding, not so much. And um, also, there's tons of bikini shows, there's only a fraction of those that have open men's back building day. So with that being said, it's much more, it's taking much more toll on your body, but also like, I wouldn't be here if it weren't a men's up your body. It's what started it all. And it's what the people want to see at the Olympia. Not that they're not wanting to see bikini girls, but if you, I, I'm sure if you took a poll, who are you here to see? The majority would say men's open bodybuilding. Cause like Matt says, they want to see the freaks and bikini girls, yeah, we're pretty, but not, not freaked. Yeah, you, you, hear, you hear this argument a lot about even like classic where they're saying, you know, classic should make the same amount of money as the open men. But even in classic, I mean, the top guys are all in the early 20s. I mean, Chris won an Olympia. I think it was 22, 23. And they make much as, just to clarify, they make as much as. I, th- I, I think it depends on the show. Maybe a little more. Maybe a little more. Yeah. 50,000. Yeah. I think it's 50. Yeah. For a lot of, yeah. People, people at the end of the day, people pay to see the freaks, you know, and, and, and if you go back to, this is me with the 60th year during the Dorian era, it was sold out during the Ronnie era it was sold out during the Jay era, during Phil's reign, sold out, sold out, sold out. Doesn't matter what other divisions come in. People pay the big money because they want to see something that's larger than life and seeing a, a Samson or a Nick Walker or a, a whoever's up there they want to they pay that crazy money to see the freaks and i think that's why it's 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 paid out it's what's earned it all it's it from the men's open bodybuilding team the women and they like what fitness and then figure etc but it would not be here if it weren't for men's open bodybuilding but uh yeah it is the main event and i get that and i think you know we'd all like to make a bunch of money right but it's like you know your place a little bit like uh, i the advantage of bikini is it's less stress on my body. I get to compete way more. There's way more shows available. So I'm happy with it. I'm not complaining. I'm very great. 
I'm assuming the cost for you to get ready for a bikini show is a little bit less than a guy do Olympia. Just the food alone. Well, she talked about lifestyle, and I mean, you have a yeah. sponsor, you know, you have a supplements company that helps you a lot with travel and whatnot, but uh, it doesn't sound like you were ever motivated by the financial over uh, there. I don't even really look at the price. I didn't either. I didn't. I just do the show. Like, I like in Japan, bikini got paid well for, or, oh, sorry, 7500 That's pretty good for bikini, yeah. right? And I didn't even know that until, like, I got the check. I'm like, oh. You still, like, did you did you, did you ever imagine that a hobby would become a career and it would financially support the life? Never, never. I feel like Cinderella. Like you went to school for, you know, all these different majors, right? And you, we have these aspirations. And you know, I came from a family business doing concrete, and it's like I was uncertain what my future was, right? Mm -hmm. So I found the weight room, and the weight room told me a story. Like, wow, I'm really good at this, right? I was watching my muscles grow, my strength go up. And I became really good at with body and building, right? I stepped on stage, made great success as an amateur. Like, you don't plan it to be a lifelong journey. And it sounds like for you, this is going to be a lifelong journey. Like, it's never going to go away. You're always going to train. You're always going to follow some sort of diet regimen. I don't see you falling off and sailing into the sunset and just not. Maybe, maybe. No. I, when I am done with competing, I'll still be in the industry some way, somehow. But, you know, I don't like to overthink things. You know, I, but yeah, I, I went further than I ever thought possible. I never thought I could make a job out of this. You know, I was a bartender one day in Miss Bikini Olympia Nets. And I was like, oh, wow, I should take this, this fitness thing more seriously. So it's so crazy, like, how far I've come. Because even when I turned pro, like, that in itself was like, whoa such accomplishment and i said man my goal is just to win one pro show and i think that's my the pinnacle of my career i that would need losing and then now you're on a run for 50. yeah uh, it's like how did i do that I, but i'm just enjoying it so yeah i think everything right now is icing on the cake but do you know how many titles exist in las vegas right now for olympia titles no wedding house 12. There's 12 Olympia winners. Well, I'm including Sean because he was here when he passed, but 12 because Hidetaya was 11 and Keon, 12. Because you don't look around and you start thinking, you're like, Jay's here and Flex Lewis is here and Iris is here and Hidetaya is here and Mark Anthony and Jen Dory and Latoria and, and Shanique Grant and Danny Hester. And it's just you. You're in the Mecca. Yeah. Is this the most comfortable place you think for training for this? I swear it used to be like Venice, right? That was like the, the Mecca where all the bodybuilders hang out. Now the cool place is Vegas. But yes, Vegas is the most convenient city. And weather is great. A lot of great gyms. A lot of great people. And there's always seminars and shows happening here, which is a plus. Six, 60th anniversary coming up in 2024, the Miss, Miss, Miss Olympia. I think That'd be great to win that contest, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Put into your mind. I wonder, I wonder if they'll do, like, when Phil won the the 50th, there was a gold statue. Gold. There was a, a sand out gold. I wonder if they'll do that for each of the divisions this year. I like a way more of a, a benchmark. Or, yeah, benchmark. I don't know. You know. I, I think 60s, it is, too. Well, I mean, you could every, every decade. So you need, hopefully they'll do a gold one. You can bring the gold one home. How many Arnold titles do you have? Two Ohio and, and 
when you met Arnold for the first time, were you nervous, sir? Um, I don't think I had a chance to be nervous because next thing I knew, I won. I was so excited, and then he comes walking with the mic. So, and he asked you, he asked you like, how do you train for this? I remember. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then the following year, oh, in 2015, when I won, this kind of like went a little bit viral. But he was like, so have you ever competed at the this show before? Like, and I was like, yeah, I won it last year. And I didn't mean to sound like smart about it. I just didn't know how. <laughs> I love it. I didn't mean it to be like rude. And then the crowd was like, oh. And I was like, and then it was like on like the new, some of these obscure news uh, articles and stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I did not mean to like. I mean, it didn't make me look bad necessarily. It made him look bad, but I didn't get to put What did he say after that? I remember. I want to have last year. I think if if I remember right, the same thing happened to Angelica, except he, she won Ohio the one year, and then she, or one show, and then the next one was Arnold Australia. And when he walked over, he was like, kind of like you again. They just saw you two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't expect him to remember. Of course, yeah. Got a lot going on. I didn't get offended. I know, but you walk around the expo as a in the te- you know as a teenager in high school, whatever, and you see you know Harden just to make his way through. It was like huge deal back then because he was like a mega movie star, right? Uh, and then you're standing next to stage. I know, you know, I won the show three times, so I was like three years in a row, by the way. So it was kind of like a repetitive thing, and uh, that at that point was like, wow, I'm taking one more step towards the Olympia, which the Olympia was the I like. That was my ultimate. But you won right out of the gate, which is crazy. I mean, you didn't have to work your way. The guy was second, second, you know, or second to last. You know, that that kind of instant startup. Like, you know, now coming back, is it like, is it more motivating when you're chasing or when you're winning that title? Well. Because you said that the, the three years kind of got to you the pressure. Did you feel any relief when you didn't win it? Verse and now trying to chase it and coming close, does it give you more motivation or will you feel you were more motivated when you were champion? I'm more motivated now, honestly. I'm way more motivated now because it's like, you know, I feel like these last two years I've been in the mix and now I'm like, well. But your cheering section is a lot bigger, Ash. Like you have a, you have fans all over the world and like a lot of people now, your notoriety has become bigger. Um, you know, you're one of the bigger bikini competitors in social media, right? I think you probably have the largest following. It depends on what it means. Yeah, but well, a lot of these other girls don't even have Facebook followings like that. You have both. I mean, Facebook's where Facebook's where you drive the revenue. But you have a huge audience pushing you, so you're more motivated now, you know, as you've been more competitive all these years. I mean, like you wake up every day at Tree Birdie. And what do you think when you wake up? Is it like, is it routine? Is it like you drink water or you like getting food emails or do you do diet stuff? Like, what do you do at that time? I wake up a little bit, just scroll on whatever. We still go to watch videos just try to just start wake up a little bit more. But I, um, yeah, I'll probably eat and then go work out sometimes. Depends. It depends. Like, Everyone's housework. Yep. See, now if I wake up in the middle of the night, like 3 30 or 4, I'm going to text her just to see if she responds to that. <laughs> yeah. Like, if she's awake, let's see. Yeah, I'm bad at the time. Like, I didn't wake up till 9. Wow. 
Wow, you slept in. No, because the time change is still, oh, still. still messed up. Someone, someone messaged me this morning like, oh, are you, are you still on Sweden time? I'm like, I've already been back to Vegas. I've been to Florida and back again. Like, my time is completely screwed. What do you, you want to leave us with? Tell us a little bit about what the future. So you're going you're gonna to have a little hiatus. You're going to start. You, you already know when you, you don't have to announce it, but when is your competitive season going to start? Well, that will depend on my recovery. Maybe April or May. Okay. Maybe. Um, but I want to get right back into it because, like I said, I got a long year ahead, so I got to get into it. Right. And Olympia is when next year, October, right? Second week of October this year. Second week of October. Because we need that being just gapped it a little closer. So I do. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. The, the most of the European shows are after. Yeah. And that, and that I feel way less pressure after the Olympia. Like it weights off my shoulders and I can just compete it So since today is Steve Weinberger's birthday, are you going to go on record now saying you're going to go into New York Pro and get that title? They're going to on a recovery. Well, that's in May. She'll be good by then. It's more of like I need to see the whole list to see plan out like my clusters of shows. I got to be very strategic about this. The clustering of my shows so that I can wait the most of the year. She wants to, you know, go to the Singapore one, the Vietnam one, the Philippines. Yeah, I want to make little clusters and have fun with it. Yeah. We should take a we'll take a road trip with Ashley K to watch her compete. We uh we appreciate you coming on. You know, with you've been a talk for such a long time yeah. about coming on our podcast and I know you have your success. Shout out to your uh, podcast. So we, you're gonna be doing that every single week, right? Right now you're doing it. So um we appreciate you coming on. Thank you. We wish you the best success and uh we look forward to see you crushing next year. And lead into the Olympia. It's gonna be a big one. Let's do it. We're good.